Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tennis Fanless Podcast. Uh, well into Wimbledon now, into the second week of Wimbledon, approaching those all-important last-round matches. It is the women's quarterfinals today as we record. Uh, so in this episode, we are going to look more at the men's fourth round and a focus on the men's quarterfinals coming up. And then uh, we're going to be uploading a podcast to go up. Uh, in due course reacting to the women's quarterfinals. Um, I'm Michael Gillett, as always joined by Marcus Ali. Marcus, uh, I'm sure you are loving Wimbledon as always. Of course, yeah. I'm a little rocked by Daniil Medvedev's exit uh, in the last last couple of hours. What a what a turnaround from her catch after going 1-0 one, one and 2-1 down in sets there. But take the rough with the smooth. We've got Urkacz against Federer in a quarterfinal instead of the Russians. So, yeah, still going to be a very interesting match to preview in this episode. So, as I said before, uh, in this episode, we're just going to sort of take a look at the uh, men's fourth round matches before previewing the quarterfinals and the uh, the women's we will be uh, uploading in a separate podcast later on and we're going to start with um, what was the longest match of the fourth round uh, ending 10-8 in a tie break to Karen Hatchinoff the 25th seed beat Seb Korda on his 21st birthday the, uh, the youngster getting to the fourth round of Wimbledon, but not going to go any further. This was a, a bit of a crazy match. I watched it from start to finish, actually. Um, quarter won the first set, 6-3. Hatchinoff came back 6-4, 6-3 in the second and third. Uh, quarter then stole the fourth one, 7-5, before losing 10-8 in that tiebreak. In that third, uh, sorry, fifth set, there were 13 breaks of serve out of the 18 games. Uh, one point when Hatchkoff was 4-3 up, there were seven breaks of serve in a row. Um, not something you expect to see, especially on the men's side at all. Um, with, with two decent servers as well, to be honest, especially Hatchkoff. He's a, a very strong server, one of his biggest weapons. Um, Marcus, what did you think of, of this match and a general reaction to Karen Hatchkoff being in his second Grand Slam quarterfinal and first at Wimbledon? Yeah, it really was crazy the way it sort of uh, unraveled in that last set. The nerves were clearly there for both players. Um, obviously, it would have been Corder's first ever major quarterfinal. I think for Hatchinoff, this is his second quarter, having made one previously at the French Open. But yeah, I think it was his fourth time that he served for the match that he was actually able to capitalise and, and take the win. But um, I think I think there's a little bit of a pat on the back for us in this. You, know, you went for Corder in five, I went for Hatchinoff in five. It was a real ding-dong battle in that fifth set. It could have gone either way. Um, you know, Hatchinov got five years on quarter and maybe he, he could just keep a lid on things a tiny bit more. Um, he did seem like he'd come through the match physically a, a little bit stronger than quarter. Quarter sort of having a problem with his knee at some points and then would just get up and break Hatchinov with, with ease in the, in the following game. But yeah, it was absolutely bonkers in that last set. 13 of the 18 games being breaks. I think we got to maybe 12 games and there've been 10 breaks. Um, it was just, it's just absolutely astonishing. Real edge of your seat stuff. You know, it, it was quite untidy tennis. Um, you know, the nerves were clear to see, but as a spectacle, just seeing, yeah, just seeing that many breaks of serve, that, that sort of 
inconsistent sort of rhythm of the set, which we're not really used to, was was great to see. And I'm sure that you know that the crowd really got their money's worth for that match. Um, and it really did start off Manic Monday in in fine style. So yeah, Karen Hutchinov will be interesting to see how he recovers for his quarterfinal match against Danis Shapovalov after, of course, a bit of a marathon there. But, um, you know, despite going out, I think it has been a really successful tournament for Sebastian Corda, obviously coming through the Eastbourne champion, Alex de Menor in the first round, arguably his most high profile win of it. But um, I know I had him to go out to Dan Evans. He was able to, you know, smash his way through that match in four sets. So definitely a huge, hugely impressive tournament for Corda, one that I think makes us even more excited and expecting more of him to come as the year progresses, obviously going to a home grand slam at the US Open. I'm sure he could be dangerous there. But yeah, a, t- a tremendous win for Karen Hatchinov and good to see him, you know, finally hitting his straps in what's been a frustrating year. Yeah, for sure. I think um, Seb Corder is a player that certainly you've got to be excited about. Obviously, only turned 21 yesterday, not how he would have wanted to spend his 21st birthday, losing uh, agonisingly uh, in in the fourth round of a Grand Slam, but it's the second time already now that he's been in the fourth round of a Grand Slam, made the uh, French Open fourth round last year, going out to uh, Rafael Nadal. Uh, certainly no shame in that. Um, and I don't know if you, you... You maybe could argue this is one that got away from him a little bit with with some of the tennis he played and some of the strong positions he was in. But um, as you say, Harren Achenov, just a bit more experience. And uh, I think we can definitely give forgive uh, quarter in that in that fifth set. Um, yeah, as you say, Karen Hatchinoff, um, I think it sort of should have really come a, a, a little while ago, I would have said, uh, to be in a quarterfinal at Wimbledon. I, I would have said at least a couple of years ago, he's clearly got the game for grass. Uh, he's got the game to perform on the big stages, as we've seen before at Masters 1000 level. Um, so to only make his second Grand Slam quarterfinal, at this point, it's, it's still probably a little bit uh, disappointing for him, but um, he won't mind that right now. And uh, I, I, he'll go on uh, to play uh, Denis Shapovalov, who's also playing in only his second uh, Grand Slam quarterfinal. Uh, and so he could really fancy his chances. I think Shapovalov has, has looked extremely good so far this tournament, so I would make the Russian uh, the underdog going into it. But uh, we'll, we'll get on to that match uh, a bit later, we'll move on now to um, a another five-set battle uh, where Hungarian Marton Futsovic knocked out uh, the fifth seed, Andre Rublev. Uh, won the set, first set 6-3, uh, lost the second and third 6-4, but then uh, managed to win the last two sets at the expense of just only three games, 6-love, six 6-3. Six it's a 29-year-old's first Grand Slam quarterfinal. Um, and coming up to this match, uh, he was on a five-match losing streak to Rublev. Uh, I think four of them before coming this year. Um, those two have, have met uh, many a time uh, this year, especially. Um, so to be able to to come through that, I think really impressive for the Hungarian. I know you saw a bit at the end of this match, Marcus. And I quote Marcus's DM to me was, uh, "This is top three stuff from uh, Marton Fuzovic." So uh, we'll see how he fares. Uh, against the world number one tomorrow. Um, but a really impressive performance from Arton Futsovitz. And also, in that similar bracket to Hatchinoff, I, I do think at 29, Futsovitz probably should have made a, a quarterfinal of a grand slam by now. I think he, he is a, a good enough player to be doing that. 
certainly more than once in his career. Um, but, you know, fantastic result for him, knocking out Andre Rublev. Yeah, it was sweet, sweet revenge for Martin yesterday. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that maybe he should have made a, a quarterfinal before in his career. He's definitely developed quite late. You know, I don't, I don't think he really broke out of the challenger circuit until his mid to late 20s. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it is just just about the right time to see Fuchovic come into a, a Grand Slam quarterfinal for me. Obviously, he's got the really tough test of Djokovic, but I think to say that he's made a, a quarterfinal of a slam this year is just rewards for an excellent year on, on the court, possibly one of the best years of his career. I know he's only 48 in the world at the moment, but it's 31 uh, year to date. And having got the clay court season out of the way, which I, I expected more from him in, um, I do think he can really kick on uh, for the rest of the year. We've got that hard court swing coming in between Wimbledon and the US Open, which I expect him to be quite a threat uh, going into. Maybe, you know, as, as his career's developed, he's becoming more effective on on the hard and also grass compared to clay, which is, of course, a surface where he's won his only ATP Tour title. But this really was an amazing turnaround. Um, I think I only tuned in after watching the end of the Hatchinov corner match. And I'd seen um, David Gertner, of course, on on Twitter had tweeted saying that uh, Fuchovic is the better player here. He just needs to overcome the sort of his nemesis in in Andre Rublev. And that was when he'd taken an early break in the fourth set. And so, yeah, after going two sets to one down against Rublev, he just rattles through nine games consecutively without really even breaking sweat. And to be honest, there was a few odd shots from Rublev, like some some unforced errors that were quite wild in that fourth set. But he just couldn't get anywhere near near Fuchvitz. When when he's on song, he's just so solid. His defensive game is so impressive. Um you know, his cardio, I reckon, is clearly a, a really strong part of his game. He's just relentless. Um, you know, we were talking about the, the marathon tennis uh, run, if it was potentially to happen. I think Martin Fuchs is in great shape, maybe a bit bit too big of a build for, for a long-distance runner. But, I mean, his bleep test must be insane. Um, he was just an absolute machine in that set, and, and Rublev really couldn't get near him. And then, of course, he... After a little wobble, um, Rublev, you know, did did fight well. I think he got a break point in the the final match of the whole uh, in the final game of, of the match when when serving for it. But Fuchovic was able to hold his nerve, and yeah, uh, you know, I'm disappointed that we don't see Rublev in in this quarterfinal. You know, he is he is that guy that is sort of struggling to to make the next step up. Obviously, he's a top ten player, but with a lot of those ranking points coming outside of the slams, so it's disappointing not to see him sort of racking up the quarterfinals at the moment. Um, I think, you know, he did that at the US Open and the Australian Open maybe. So maybe we can forgive him this, but at 23, we'll be disappointed to, to get knocked out to um, the world number 48. But, you know, I'm very happy for Fuchovic making a first time Grand Slam quarterfinal is, you know, really nice to see and a player that deserves it for his sort of slogging on the 250 circuit week in, week out, outside of the slams. Um, so, yeah, as I said, you know, it's just rewards for an excellent year so far. Yeah, Andre Rublev uh, has made four Grand Slam quarterfinals uh, and Wimbledon is the only Grand Slam he's not made the quarterfinal. Um, but he's never been past a quarterfinal, four quarterfinal losses out of four. Um, you know, he's still only 23, um, having won all of those titles last year. I think the most titles, uh, I think it was eight. 
Um, it was just so impressive from the youngster. But uh, I, I do think we need to see him make that next step, as you say, uh, with Wimbledon being the only Grand Slam he's not made a quarterfinal at. Uh, and having made four before, you would hope that uh, the semi is going to come sooner or later. I know obviously there's, there's only the US Open left this year, but then again, perhaps the US Open is the Grand Slam that suits his game the most. Uh, he's made two quarterfinals at the US Open, making his first one there in 2017. Um, and, you know, he's got a very good hardcore game. Hardcore is definitely his best surface. And I think come the US Open, when perhaps the older players are slightly a bit more tired and, you know, Rublev has got bundles of energy, as he showed uh, all last year on the tour. Um, I, I think hopefully we, we could see him have a good run at the US Open this year and he might really, uh, really try and get that that semi-final that uh, I think is is coming up to being about due for uh, Andre Rublev. Um, we'll move on to another uh, five-set thriller in the fourth round, uh, this one ending quite late yesterday. Um, Felix Auger-Aliassime, the 16th seed, uh, just 20 years old, uh, has made his first Grand Slam quarterfinal and he knocked out the number four seed, Alexander Zverev, who's four years to the senior. Um, Auger-Aliassime led by two sets. Zverev managed to win uh, for third and fourth, 6-3, six, uh, both of them. And then uh, Auger-Aliassime stole it in the fifth set, 6-4. A, a brilliant performance from the 20-year-old, uh, we'll talk about Zverev um, a little bit after and, and perhaps what this means. But um, I think there's no denying that grass uh, really suits all seems game. It's a, a surface that he's had success on in the past, um, having made the, the final of, uh, was it Stuttgart, um, just before Wimbledon. Um, you know, he's looking really, really good uh, and really comfortable. Uh, what did we make of this performance? I know you've been a, a fan of Orgelia, it seems, for quite a while. Yeah, the signs are good. Um, you know, obviously people point to those eight uh, tour-level final losses without winning a set, but to make eight by the age of 20 is pretty amazing anyway. Um, you know, hopefully the, you know, the mental toughness will come in the next few years. But yeah, Wimbledon is, is clearly a stage that suits him. And I think he'll, he'll be able to sort of re repeat these, uh, these runs, if not better them in, in the next few years, obviously he's got a really tough match against Berrettini in the quarterfinal, but to beat Zverev is a, is a huge win for him. You know, he's got a, a fair few nice little, uh, sort of handful of wins over top 10 players this year already. So to see him get one in a, in a grand slam is really impressive. Um, he got to the fourth round of the Australian Open, of course, and lost to Aslan Karatsev. So maybe this is a little bit of redemption there. That was in five sets as well. Um, so, yeah, to get it done against Zverev, particularly after going, after Zverev sort of levelled the match at 2 all, it, for me, I, I would have made Zverev a strong favourite at that stage, considering just the momentum and the fragilities, fragilities we have seen from Oje Aliassim in the past so yeah no it's, a, it's an awesome win and um yeah a, a timely step up to, to to make his first grand slam quarterfinal yeah let's um just talk about Zverev for a little bit i know we've, we've always had a uh, little chats about his potential grand slam woes i think there's no denying that his grand slam performances have definitely got better of late um but still hasn't made a wimbledon quarterfinal which in a way, surprises me. I feel his game should be really, really strong on grass. Possibly it should, could be his 
best surface. Um, I mean, he, he is an all-rounder, so he, he can play well on all surfaces we've seen. But um, I do think, you know, Auger there seem for sure, it's a fantastic result for the 20-year-old. But I do think in the position where Zverev is, fourth seed, uh, really wants that sort of breakthrough at the, the slams, uh, if we let alone that US Open where he got to the final, obviously there was a perhaps a little bit of an asterisk next to that uh, in the circumstances. A away from that, um, are we a little bit disappointed in Zverev with this defeat? Although Auger seen played a fantastic match, is this not really a match where the fourth seed kind of needs to win? Yeah, I'm disappointed in Zverev, to be honest. I do think it's a, it's a poor loss. Um, you know, Felix might not have been there if, if Nick Kyrgios had, had been able to stay fit in the last match. So, you know, taking nothing away from him, grabbing the opportunity. But I think Zverev, with, with the comparative sort of experience he's had at this stage of a Grand Slam, really should have been able to get the win here. Um, obviously, it's, you know, it's fine margins to go two sets down, 6-4, 7-6, and then, of course, being a lot more comfortable in sets three and four. But yeah, I thought... It was. It really was there for the taking. Um, he's got to wait another year to potentially make his first Wimbledon Grand Slam quarterfinal, which is disappointing. And you know, I, I didn't think we'd be saying that about Zverev. You know, reaching his twenty-fifth birthday without being in the last eight of Wimbledon. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he does going on from this. But yeah, it's definitely a, a disappointing Slam performance given yesterday's result in the Zverev camp. Yeah, um, and, and let's um, not forget uh, Zverev had a, a free love head-to-head -head on Auger this evening and not dropped a set to him before that match yesterday. So um, a result that, that really caught me by surprise, to be honest. Uh, with the US Open a couple of months away, it means that I can still carry on saying uh, Zverev might never win a slam for at least another two uh, two months. We'll see. Uh the last sort of fourth round we wanted to look at in a bit more extensive detail I actually finished today uh, on the day that we're recording after rain hit the outside courts. This court, uh, this match being on court two, wasn't able to finish, so came back out today. Um, Uber Urkash has made his first Grand Slam quarterfinal, beating the number two seed, Daniel Medvedev. Uh, Urkash went a set down, won the second in a tiebreak, then went two sets to one down. Uh, that was sort of where the, um, the I think it was the beginning of the fourth set where they got a, or it was midway through the fourth set, I beg your pardon, um, when the, the rain came in. Uh, Herkash then was able to come out, win two games to win that fourth set, uh, and then take the last one 6-3. So really impressive from the, the young pole who won the Miami Masters earlier this year and since then has actually had a pretty torrid time. I mean, we weren't expecting to see a lot from him on the clay courts. Uh, we certainly didn't see a lot from him on the clay courts, but um, looking really good on grass. Um, Medvedev's come out in the last uh, 15 or so minutes uh, and has said when you're second seed in the world, a fourth round is a very bad result, he describes it as. And I think in a, a little bit in Zverev's case, though you've got to give a lot of credit to Uber Herkash as well as Auxerre Asim uh, to, to get this win. It is one that's, as you described in the in your intro, it's really kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Um, not one I was expecting, especially with how Medvedev was playing. He got for a really tough first three matches, um, the win against Jan Struff, then uh, a five-sets victory against Marin Cilic, which I, I think was from two sets down. 
against Marincilic yet. So this wasn't the match I thought Medvedev would go out, but perhaps a little bit of fatigue from that Chilich match and, and her, her cash was just able to um to, to take advantage of it. But we you know we've got another debutant Grand Slam quarter finalist in, in Uber Cash. What what do we make of that? I fancy his chances, you know, against Roger Federer in the next round. I know I've been sort of doubting Federer round by round since since the comeback, but he's playing great tennis at the moment, is her catch. Um, I know it maybe was a kind time for the, for the rain to come, uh, two sets to one down and 4-3 up just with serve. But to come back on centre court, break straight away um, and then win that final set with two breaks as well, 6-3. You know, he, he closed it out with a break as well. Um, you know, you clearly really got the better of Medvedev in that last set. Maybe he's a player. I know we didn't expect too much from him on the clay court, uh, on the clay courts, but we did expect more than than we were shown. Um, just a player who runs, runs hot and runs cold. Um when he's on song, he, he is tough to beat. Obviously, the win against in the Miami Masters was really came out of nowhere, but he was producing some amazing tennis that week. And yeah, nonetheless, here he's on he's on fire. Not broken before, wasn't broken in either his first three matches. Didn't drop a set. Um, so yeah, he really came into this match fit and firing. As as you say, maybe Medvedev, it maybe it wasn't the case with him after that grueling match with Chilich. But yeah, I think Uber Herkatch is, is playing extremely good tennis at the moment and I, I'd back him to definitely challenge Roger Federer in the next round. Um, yeah, about time. He's you know, 24 now, developing nicely, gets to his first Grand Slam quarterfinal. I think we could be seeing more of this from Uber Herkatch, definitely on those hard courts and uh, yeah, a dangerous player at Wimbledon, maybe one of the best, if not the best um, server at the tournament so far. And I don't think that was something that we were expect, expecting uh, coming into the to the tournament. Yes, yeah, so we talked about uh, the four five-set matches in the fourth round. So there were the other four matches all in straight sets. Um, we'll rattle through them a, a little bit more quickly now um, and then get on to the quarterfinals. So we'll start with uh, two of the, the big three. Um, Roger Federer got through against Lorenzo Sinego, 7-5-6-4-6-2. That's uh, the 23rd seed. Sinego uh, impressed in the first set, I thought, but um, Federer kind of was was much the better player towards the end of that match, and Sinego was, was getting quite frustrated at himself. I think he lost his head a little bit uh, at times in that match. Uh, Djokovic got through very comfortably, 6-4, uh, 6-2, 6-4, 6-2 against seventh seed Christian Garin, um, a, a result that we we were probably expecting to see with Garin being a, a much better clay quarter. Um, just on, on those two matches, uh, Marcus, pretty much just routine for, for both Djokovic and, and Federer. And I, I think perhaps we did expect Sonego to put up more of a battle, but I think this, of course, is, is just a reminder that Roger Federer, however little tennis he's played uh, in in recent times uh he's certainly a huge threat at Wimbledon yeah um not not too much to comment really on that Djokovic win I think that was pretty much exactly as we'd expect of it but I'm very enthused by that Federer performance I did not expect him to make that much light work of Sonego of course just coming off the back of a final appearance in Eastbourne before this event so yeah I, I did not expect that at all Obviously, you know, he went five sets with Manorino first up, getting a retirement to, to take him in, made sort of reduce the expectations on him a little bit more. 
Now he comes into a quarterfinal stage where he's only got to beat Uber Urkacz, world number 18, in his first Grand Slam quarterfinal. And then one of Matteo Berrettini and Felix Auger-Aliassime to make a Wimbledon final. Um, yeah, I, I didn't expect us to find out to sort of make our way to this stage, but Federer is looking good. You know, Urkacz will be a huge challenge. Um, I think that is by far the, the toughest match he's faced so far in the tournament. Obviously, Berrettini is arguably in the form of his life, but Federer will back himself, I think, deep down. I know he's coming in with this sort of enjoyment attitude. You know, I, I just want to en- enjoy playing at Wimbledon again. But I think deep down he'll be thinking, you know, that that winner inside him will be thinking there's a place in the final for me to go and grab here. So, yeah, it's a really interesting spectacle that lies ahead now. Um, yeah, a, a really impressive performance against Sonigo, who who played pretty well in the in the first set in particular, as you mentioned, and managed to carve out some opportunities. But Federer uses experience, turned up in the big points. And yeah, he is a threat. Um, you know, I, I haven't checked with the bookies, but it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if he was maybe second favourite to, to win the title. Um, yeah, at 39, it's, it's incredible what he's doing, to be fair. The man knows how to manage his body and he is peaking at the right time. Not only is he 39, but this is the last Grand Slam that he'll play at the age of 39 with him turning 40 next month. Uh, pretty crazy stats. And as you say, he's actually the, the highest seeded player uh, in that little section that he's in with him still being the sixth seed, Berrettini the, the seventh. I personally made Berrettini favourite to make the final. Uh, I, I went for Berrettini to make the final before the tournament. I still feel good about that pick, but um, Federer, of course, uh, just really, really damaging as always. Uh, let's just look at those last two fourth-round matches. Uh, Berrettini came through against a uh, fourth-round debutant, Ilya Avashka. Uh, he beat him 6-4, 6-3, 6-1. Uh, nice and straightforward for the Italian seventh seed, um, who actually, uh, his girlfriend uh, is also in the quarterfinals of the women's. Uh, that's uh, Anya Tom Janovic, uh, who got through after that retirement of Emma Raducanu last night. So a very good uh, Wimbledon in, in that household, uh, the Berrettini-Tom Janovic household. Uh, the other fourth round being... Denis Shapovalov, um, who has looked fantastic this tournament, the 10th seed, uh, the second Canadian in the quarterfinals, along with Auger Aliassime. Um, he absolutely, uh, com- well, very comfortably beat Batista Gu 6 1, 6 3, 7 5. Um, Batista Gu, 8th seed, semi finalist here back in 2019, the last time the tournament was played. Um, I-, I would argue, you know, Urkash has really surprised me, of course, but I I would maybe say Shapovalov for me has been one of the most impressive players at this year's event. I know obviously he beat Andy Murray, which we don't exactly know where, of course, Murray's fitness is all the time. You know, he he hasn't played much recently and it certainly could have been the case that he just sort of blow out, didn't look really that fit against Shapovalov. But to come through in this match against such a a hard worker and a grinder like Batista Agu, you know, this is a really good tournament from Shapovalov. Yeah, a bit of a coming-of-age win against RBA, potentially. I did not expect him to get that done in straights. Bautista, you know, maybe the grass doesn't suit him too much, but he has had success on it in the past. And particularly against sort of a younger player like Shapovalov, you'd, you'd be thinking maybe Bautista just might have a bit too much experience and know-how to allow him to really um, demolish him in, in the way that he did. I'm not maybe as hot 
on Chapo as, as you are. I think, you know, he got pushed five sets by Philip Kohlschreiber in the first round, obviously quite a long time ago now. And then he had that nice uh, walkover against Pablo Andahar, which is always good to keep your freshness up in a grand slam. So maybe he sort of physically um, got a little bit less strain on the likes of Bautista are good to get that win. Obviously, the Murray win was quite comprehensive as well. Um, but yeah, very impressive scoreline. Um, I, for one, was was back in Bautista are good to make that one very, very interesting. So yeah, Chapeau is, is starting to do it on the big stage, which is really good to see. Obviously, uh, I think, yeah, he made the quarterfinal at the US Open um, back end of last year. So to, you know, to back that up, um, a, a different slam this year is, is, is good. And um Yes, exciting to see. Obviously, I think they said on on the commentary that's the first time ever that there's been two Canadian players in the last date of a Grand Slam. Maybe that's only on the men's side. I'm not 100% sure. But um, yeah, so really good vibes about those two up-and-coming players in Felix and Dennis. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised when uh, Sue Barker described Shapovalov as a new name that had emerged from this tournament. I thought that was quite disappointing on the BBC's part uh, for, for the tennis coverage, uh, a, a player that we've certainly been around for a while. And I think it's always been clear that his game is very suited to grass. And I think going into the, the future, he's obviously still got a lot of years of tennis left, Shapovalov. I think he could be a real danger in the future on the grass courts. Um, potentially, obviously, he, he's got to develop a lot and come on a lot. Um, but, you know, potentially could be a future winner at Wimbledon. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he did win uh, Wimbledon at some point, perhaps not this year, uh, being in Djokovic is, is half, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, we will uh, preview those quarterfinals now. Um, we'll start at the top of the draw. Uh, Novak Djokovic will face the unseeded Marton Fucevic, a 29 year old from Hungary. Uh, they got a 2 0 head to head in favour of Djokovic, um, but both times they played. Uh, Fuzovic has taken a set off at the world number one. The first one being a tour level match. Um, sorry, the second one being a tour level match. The first match coming at the US Open in the second round. Uh, and Fuzovic was able to take a set off of Djokovic in that match. Perhaps, you know, can't read too much into it. Djokovic being the strong favourite at Wimbledon, going for his third Wimbledon and, and of course, his uh, 20th Grand Slam uh, in this brilliant year he's having. But I think this this does give the Hungarian hope. I think would you agree that uh, the fact he's never lost in straight sets to Djokovic is is good for him to take into this match, and he certainly knows that he can push the world number one, though it's on a very different uh, scenario and and one that we certainly would would favour Djokovic in. Um, do, how how far do we think Fuzovic can go in this match? I think he'll definitely embrace the challenge. You know, this is a stage playing Djokovic on centre court that he's definitely earned this opportunity. Um, so I think he can push Djokovic, but without getting a set. I think he can get him to a tie break, 7-5, 6-4, maybe in every set. But I, I don't see him maybe having the metal or just know-how in, in the big points to take a set off Djokovic. But yeah, he's earned the right and I'm sure put everything into it. And Djokovic will need to be on his game, but I think he will be. Uh, so I'm going Djokovic in straight. Yeah, I, I can't help but agree, to be honest. Um, I, I think though Fuzovic has never lost in straight sets to Djokovic, I do think this is probably uh, the time it could happen with Djokovic being much more accustomed to this 
late stage of a Grand Slam, certainly at Wimbledon, um, arguably his best Grand Slam of the four. Um, so, yeah, Djokovic in three for me as well. Um, moving down the draw, um, the, the more unlikely uh, quarterfinal in uh, Denis Shapovalov and Karen Hatchinoff, both making their Wimbledon quarterfinal debuts and, and a second Grand Slam quarterfinals each. Um, they have got a, a bad played once. Uh, Shapovalov won, but this was in the Davis Cup. Um, Shapovalov seeded 15 places higher than Hatchinoff, and I think being a little bit more rested with that uh, uh, that walkover over Andahar and uh, that nice, comfortable win over Batista Agut after hatching off his long, gruelling match against Sebastian Calder. For me, uh, I've also got to go straight sets for this one. I'm, I'm going to go for Denis Shapovalov in straights. Uh, I think, of course, can be a bit of an unreliable player, but I, I just don't know if Hatchinoff is going to have much more in the tank, to be honest. Uh, so I'm going to say for the Canadian to make his first Grand Slam semi-finals uh, and in straight sets. I'm definitely seeing some finishing line nerves in this match. I think either player, the chance to get into the last four of a slam for the first time will definitely be looming large, whoever's ahead in the match. Maybe not as strong as you, as I said, you know, I'm, I don't feel maybe as hot on Chapeau. But yeah, uh, he's definitely got less time on court than Hatchinov. So, I, you know, I do see your angle, definitely. Hatchinov, you know, three years more experience. You know, Chapeau fluffed it against Pablo Carreno Busta at this stage of the US Open last year. He's definitely playing better tennis now than he was then. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in an R and this is a this is a tough one for me. I'm gonna stick to my guns and despite the marathon match, I'm gonna go for Karen Hatchinov to get it done. I just think there are holes in the Shapovalov game that have not been exposed yet. And I think Hatchinov might just be able to prize that out of him. I think, you know, both players definitely win sets in this match for me. So I think on his more consistent serving, I'm probably just going to edge for Hatchinov in four sets. I'm saying four purely because if I think it goes five, then the fatigue might show. So, yeah, I'm going to plant for Hatchinov in four. I feel you've talked yourself out of, of going for Shapovalov there. As soon as you started... I thought you were you were agreeing with me that it was going to be a, a straight set. It's now obviously going for Hatchinoff. I, I, I'm surprised. I would be surprised if Hatchinoff was able to recover for this one, but uh, we'll see. Um, always good to have a little disagreement when it comes to predictions. Um, carrying on down the draw, uh, Matteo Berrettini, seventh seed uh, in, I believe, his first uh, Wimbledon quarterfinal. Um or may have made uh, the quarterfinal woman than once before. I know he's a semi former semi-finalist at the US Open. Uh, he has a 1-0 head-to-head against his opponent, Felix Auger-Aliassin, that came on grass uh, in Stuttgart 2019. Um, that w- would have been a really good result for Berrettini. Um, at the time, with, with both of them, uh, would have been a little bit below where they are now. Um, I... Again, I've, I've got to make Berrettini favourite for this. Um, he was my pick to make the final. He was fantastic at Queen's. Hasn't really been challenged so far. Wimbledon did drop a set to Guido Payer in the first round, but I, I, I don't think too many alarm bells rang out from that match with uh, Payer. Sort of surprisingly has quite good form at Wimbledon the last couple of times uh, we've, it's been played. Um, yeah, for me, this one, uh, I'm going to go 
for Matteo Berrettini in four sets. I reckon Auger team will will pinch set off of him, but uh, I, I can't see the Canadian joining Shapovalov in, in the semi-final if Shapovalov was to get through. I'm going to go straights for Berrettini. Um, you know, I think Felix has enough to, to, to keep it close, but I think Berrettini is just playing better at the moment. Um, I think he'll be more ready for the occasion, obviously less time on court than, well, definitely in the last round anyway, compared to Felix. Um, so yeah, I just think Berrettini is playing really well at the moment. I can't see Felix really carving out any opportunity to to make the last four, though I'd like to see it. But I think, yeah, definitely Berrettini for me, straight sets. And that brings us to our last uh, quarterfinal. Sixth seed, Roger Federer uh, against 14th seed, Uber Urkash. Federer leads the head-to-head 1-0. Uh, that coming at Indian Wells 2019. Um, this is a hard one because Urkash has had a fantastic tournament, very comfortable up until that Medvedev match. And, and then... Uh, being able to grind out a five sets win against the, the second seed, uh, world number two as well, is is really, really fantastic for the young pole. However, uh, I've watched too many Wimbledon matches uh, to know that perhaps I, I, I shouldn't get too excited. And, and I think Federer might just outfox him a little bit with experience on the day. So I, I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope it's a better match, but unfortunately, this is a huge part of my head, which is telling me to say Federer in, in straight sets. I think it'd be an interesting examination of his return game at the moment, considering how good Urkacz has served in the tournament, obviously, as I've mentioned. But Federer, yeah, you can always rely on his serve. The action is just technically sound, which I think is probably pays into a big reason why he's been able to go through uh, the tournament four matches and, you know, drop two sets first round, one set in the third round and, and still be looking pretty fresh um, considering the way that he dispatched Sonego. So I'm just going to throw a spanner in the works. Why not? Feeling good. I know Urkacz has got less time to recover for this match, but I think he can take it to plenty of tie breaks and maybe grind it out. So, yeah, I, I know this is a bit of an out shot, but I'm going to go Urkacz in four. Very interesting prediction there. Always good to mix it up a bit and, and at least take that risk. I've, I've maybe gone a little bit safe with just thinking that Federer and Straits is, is a sort of go-to thing in those sorts of matches. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all we've got time for uh, now. Um, that was just a, a sort of look at the, the men's side of things, as I said at the beginning. Uh, there will be another episode coming out uh, shortly, should be uh, tomorrow. Um, if not tonight, but probably will be uh, tomorrow. Uh, that will look at the women's draw with the quarterfinals uh, going on as we speak. One has already finished and, and two more uh, progressing and in the second set. So we'll be uh, doing that uh, later today. I'll be joined by James Gray, um, sports journalist from the Eye in London. So uh, that will be a really good chat um that's it for this episode though uh, marcus thank you very much for joining me no problem it's been a lot of fun i look forward to listening to that uh piece with you and james later on um yeah the, i'm looking forward to seeing how this tournament really really develops obviously that that chance of seeing roger federer back in a wimbledon final does seem <laughs> does seem pretty amazing if he is able to get there but um yeah enjoy the tennis and uh yeah see you in a bit